Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Hi, everyone. I'm Marcos Villegas founder of Fight Up TV, and today's guest is up-and-coming professional boxer and blonde bombshell, Ebony Bridges. Ebony, who's 4-0, speaks on being a professional bodybuilder before boxing, the difficult transition into the pro ranks, her goals for the future, and how her boob size has her fighting in a higher weight class than she should be. If you've seen the photos of her, you know what I'm talking about, people. It's a wonderful conversation that you will enjoy with one of women's boxing's fastest rising stars. With that being said, let's get to the interview. Here is Ebony Bridges. Hey, what's up, everybody? How's it going? I'm Marcos Viegas being joined with Ebony Bridges uh, live from Australia. The, uh, the, the, everyone's jealous of you because you're in Australia yeah. because you get to live normal life. But uh, joining me via Zoom uh, to have a little chit chat with us here on uh, Fight Hub. Ebony, hey. Uh, hello. Hey. <laughs> hello. Uh, <laughs> Good to see we you. We made again. it. We're here. Yeah, <laughs> I know, right? Uh, man, a uh, ton of stuff I, I want to talk to you about. But uh, first and foremost, uh, how is it uh, being over there in, in Australia compared to everywhere else in the world? Um, well, yeah, I mean, I think uh, we've got it pretty good here, uh, definitely. Um, they're pretty like they're pretty strict here. We get a few cases and they go all crazy telling us to wear masks and lockdown and stuff like that. But I mean, I, I can't complain, really. Um, I think, like, when you think about America, I mean, I was in America, you know, in November for my fight camp that fight didn't happen. But I was over there and I just seen the difference of what it's like in America with all this COVID and how everyone is compared to here. Um, I mean, to be honest, it looks like everyone in America is living pretty normal. But you've just got such high COVID cases. And do you know what I mean? We're here, like, we're living kind of normal, but we're also doing, there is still a lot of restrictions, you know, like, um, but not like say the UK. So obviously the UK is now gone, um, we've gone taking a turn for the worst over there. So I mean, when you look at the, you know, comparing like that, then I think we've got it pretty good. Like there's no fear. I don't have any fear of COVID or worry about COVID. I think the most we're getting at the moment is like ten cases a day. We had like thirty cases and they closed down some cities because of it. But um, that's not thirty thousand. That's thirty in like a huge country. <laughs> Yeah, so, you yeah. guys are for sure lucky because yeah, I think they're saying on the news like yesterday is like four. I saw four thousand. I don't know if that was deaths or cases. Uh, probably think, deaths. You mean in America? Deaths. Yeah, probably deaths. Yeah, actually. yeah, because three thousand yeah. cases would be actually pretty good for a country of over three hundred million. Uh, but yeah. You were here in the U.S. during this craziness in November. Um, yeah. Kind of curious, you know. Uh, October, November. Yeah. Culture differences. Like, what would you notice? Like being over here. 
Um, like towards COVID or just no, just like, in general. Um, what did I notice? Well, I don't you, know. You, like, were, you were in the South, right? I, I was in Philadelphia. Yeah. Okay. You were in Philly. West Philadelphia. Yeah. Yeah. Philly. Uh, South Philly. South Philly. Oh, okay. Because you would have yeah. ended up with fresh press over there in West Philadelphia. Yeah, South Philly. Um, <laughs> it's <laughs> it is very different. I mean, it is it is heaps different. Um, but to be honest, I was there. Um, all I did was go to the gym and go home and rest. So I mean, I I can't really say much in in like knowing about the culture. Really, like to really get, give an opinion. Um, you know, so. I just noticed, obviously, the difference of how you guys were acting with COVID, and I was really shocked. I'm like, no wonder you guys have so much COVID. <laughs> like, yeah. No one gives a fuck. <laughs> we go, no. You know what I mean? No. Yeah. Um, like, here you won't stand any people. Like, in lines, there's, like, distance proper, like, social distancing. In, in America, there was none. Um, everyone just wore a mask, but, yeah, and, like, in the gym training with a mask and stuff, but yet you're sweating everywhere and not wiping down equipment or anything. So I was like, what's the point? <laughs> um, but, yeah, whatever, you guys. Um, yeah, I just, um, I mean, I suppose, um, when I was in Philly, there was like another shooting as well. Um, so there was a curfew, which was a bit of a shock because obviously we have guns are illegal in Australia and we don't really get shootings very often. So, um, I mean, I was like, I went to the shops and I was like, oh, how come everything's closed? And I went back to my manager and he's like, oh, yeah, no, there's a curfew because there was a, another cop sh- sh- shot someone. I'm like, oh, okay. Yep. All right. Welcome to so, America. Yeah. <laughs> yay and i'm like yeah this, this is why i just stay inside and go to the gym and that's it yeah <laughs> i'm just gonna stay inside go to the gym yeah. and not interact with anybody just watch netflix yeah. and there <laughs> yeah yeah that's it yeah, i'm gonna stay out of this <laughs> <laughs> how long were you over here for um i was over for like i think like two and a half weeks and then i got injured mm. and so then i had to come home so yeah so yeah. You, you got injured unfortunately you couldn't have your fight uh, which i believe was yeah. a, a title fight right yeah, it was a yeah. WBA bantamweight world title. Yeah, and it was in it was in the UK, and Bummer. I'd obviously do my camp in in Philly, and then I was going to fly to the UK, um, like a week before I was meant to fly. That's when that's when it happened, and yeah, I'm obviously shattered, broke my heart. Like I had to make the decision to see how bad it was, like if I stay there or if I come home, and it was pretty bad. You know, it was going to take a few months to recover. So, you know, I thought this might as well just come home because I'm not going to be able to train or do anything, anyways. So. Here I am. What exactly on the uh, mend? Yeah. Well, are you a hundred percent? I um I wouldn't say a hundred percent. I I would say like ninety percent. Like I can. I was going really good, and then I started sparring, and then um it really kind of uh, aggravated it. So then I have to take some time off from the sparring. Uh, take some time off after that, and so it's kind of just like I still have to ease in quite a bit. Um, but I think yeah, I think you know. I should hopefully in another couple of weeks um, really be able to not have an issue with it. I want to look at some cortisone shots and stuff as well, like anything to help me along. Is it like a rotator cuff thing or like what no, exactly? I tore, um, I tore my um, AC. Uh, uh, it's a ligament in AC joint. So I don't know if you can probably can't see it right next to oh, the phone. Is, is but there's a, a bone. Oh, yeah. I've got this cupping. Oh, okay. I was going to like, dang, it's still bruised up. Okay, yeah, okay. I've got like full cupping. So yeah. But no, there's um yeah, there's like a bone here that's like popping up and it's the ligament that holds that bone, like the mm-hmm. collarbone down. Yeah. And so yeah, I tore that so the, the bones separated. How'd you do that? I was um sprinting and You're sprinting um, and you fell. Yeah. You ate and shit. I 
I ate shit like and I fucking scorpioned. Like I fucking smashed my scorpion. You- <laughs> oh no. That's oh man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was really, it was really exciting. It was great. It was a full blonde moment, like full dits. But um, you're, you're yeah, running was, like you, like you were like Rocky on the beach, like ah. Yeah, exactly. You know, like I was so funny. Like, lucky I wasn't running up the freaking rocky stairs. Imagine oh, that. I'm like, oh. I was trying to be rocky, running up the rocky stairs at Philly, and I stacked it, and like here I am. <laughs> you would have been, you would have been missing. Fuck you, <laughs> you fuck you, Rocky, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Oh no. And I tell you what, the airbags didn't save me at all. Ah. So um. <laughs> They are a waste of money. The airbags. They do not hilarious. work. People, people that are asking, they they didn't help me at they all. Didn't help I'm you. very no, devastated. No, no cushion. No, no, cushion. no none. No. Hey, they might help what? me float, but they don't help me. They don't help me land. Now, hey, since you bring it up, you know, I I, I would yeah. imagine people are curious. You know, um, mm-hmm. do, are they a hindrance at all to you in boxing? Or, or do they, you know, in, yeah. in an actual fight, like, no, do they, no, no not at all. No, nah, nah. okay. not at all. Not, not a, like zero. I mean, I don't even get punched. There. I can't remember a time I've been punched. Girls don't necessarily punch straight in the chest, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I mean, girls struggle to go to body shots. <laughs> How many girls do you go see go to the body? You know what I mean? Like, I mean, there's headhunters really. And honestly, when your hands are up, it's covered. When my, If my hands are down and they're covered. And um, I mean, I get punched in the face. So getting punched in the chest it's not really an issue. Um, <laughs> yeah. The only thing that is a hindrance is I actually am a weight, a weight division heavier than I should be. Really? For, for aesthetics. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's like, what, like, it's like, two, two, what is it? I don't know. They're about over two, like two pounds, two and a half pounds of silicon. Okay. Yeah. You know, and that's like a whole weight. Like I should be super bit. I should be super fly really. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, like, that's that's kind of a bit of a uh, what do you call it disadvantage. disadvantage. Um, lucky <laughs> lucky I'm strong for my weight um, uh-huh. because yeah that's 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 like it's not like it's weight that's going to actually help me. I mean, it kind of they kind of help. No, because I, I would imagine like you know some girls might you know get angry. That's a sensitive area, and then they go right for it. You know, like yeah, they might I suppose, but good luck. They do that and they get knocked out anyway, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> go for go for my chest go for my chest and not counting with the right hand. <laughs> you know? there you go. You're more then, than, yeah, than well prepared if for If you want to like you've planned you wanna, this out like, then. <laughs> man, you want to target my boobs, have fun with the fun bags. I swear to god, it doesn't hurt at all. I the mean it fun doesn't bags. <laughs> yeah, enjoy. Oh man. Oh wait, when did you get them? How long ago was this? Oh, like I saw 40. pictures Okay, because I saw pictures of you like when you did your fitness stuff and it, it didn't look like nah. you had them in, right? No, I did. Yeah, you did. I've had them for fourteen years. Yeah, for fourteen years. Yeah. Ah, okay. Okay. All right. Um, well, so I've always had them. I think. I think where it could be an issue is if you're used to, if girls are going get them like halfway through their career because you're not used to having like this, you know, this protrusion on your chest and then all of a sudden you have it. So you have to adjust your stand. You have to adjust everything. But when I started boxing, like I just I had to work with it. You know what I mean? So it's just like it's the same, I suppose. If you're a big person, like. For like, for example, like when I'm a little bit heavier, like now, <laughs> um, you know, like my back's really wide and I'm really thick, and I find that that even is like, you know, um, you know, you feel like you're not as, you can't get as tight when when I drop down obviously my fight weight, like so it would be the similar thing I would say because you're not used to it. Mm. Now you doing the the bodybuilding, it's just you have a very interesting story. Like, uh, and, and I know you you've talked to a lot of people about it. it it's out there, yeah. you know. Um, you, you did karate and 
yeah. Muay Thai, and then you know, yeah. you're, you're also a teacher, and you did yeah. um, bodybuilding. Uh, now you're doing this, but going back to you know the the, the bodybuilding, um, yeah. How was that like, and why did you decide to stop doing that? Because you don't hear about people going from bodybuilding and then going into boxing because the big, the big concern there is the muscle flexibility. Yeah. Yeah. It took me, um, like the transition, um, when I first wanted to start boxing, um, I was just injured for like a year and a half and I just couldn't even get proper, um, proper training in. Like, I mean, I wasn't learning anything because every time I went to the gym, I get an injury and then I work around that and then I get another injury and then because my body is so not flexible and so you're not used to moving and being agile and and I hadn't ran I mean I wouldn't even run across the road when I was bodybuilding because you know you might lose muscle if you run so I mean I didn't run for like eight years you know and then all of a sudden I have to be fit and use my lungs like what the fuck is this shit you know but um I was determined and um and unfortunately when I said I wanted to unfortunately and fortunately when I said I wanted to do boxing I um I said I wanted to fight I didn't say oh I just want to go to the gym and like train I said I want to fight um, and cause I said that I couldn't quit and give up just because I kept getting injured or just because whatever. I mean, there was points where I was like, fuck, like, are you trying to tell me something? God, like, do you not want me to get in that ring? Like, you know, it was really disheartening, but I just couldn't give up on it. And luckily I had some good runs and now uh, here I am again, injured and whatever, but I mean, it's part <laughs> of it, but, um, I won't give up yet. Cause I still got goals, but yeah, the reason I got out of it is like, obviously I was bodybuilding all through my twenties and you have zero life, like zero and at the time, like it's fine because you're, like you're, boxing you're, though, right. No boxing, you have a life. Trust me. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> you can have a bit of a life. You can yeah, enjoy yeah. a little bit of food. You can mm -hmm. enjoy a little bit of like socializing because you're not you're not in camp. Like you're not twenty four seven in camp. Like you you know what I mean. Um, with bodybuilding, it's it's three sixty five twenty four seven. Off season, you're force feeding yourself. You're force feeding all this food. You know, you can't just go eat pizzas. Pizzas aren't going to build muscle. You have to eat the right macros and you have to eat a lot of it to build. And you've got to make sure at the gym, every gym session is there to build muscle, tear. You've got to push yourself every single session. It's not like I'll just like, you know, learn a little bit in the off seat. Like for boxing, for example, like when you're not fighting, you're still in the gym, you're still pushing yourself, but you're, you're learning or you're building, you know, you're not having to fight, get fight fit the whole time. You know, you got to camp for that. Where with bodybuilding, it's like when you're off season, it's still you're still killing yourself every single because you need to grow and you don't do that when you're dieting um, for the camp. Like that's a different. It's just your cutting part, you know. And then you're doing your three hours of cardio a day, and starving yourself. Oh, three more. hours, three hours of yeah. cardio, really? Like walking and stuff. Yeah, at some point Jeez. I was doing three hours of cardio a day, closer to my comps and stuff. Um, you know, but yeah, like an hour at least, an hour and a half. Like I'd get up and I'd do cardio before breakfast, and I'd do weights for an hour and a half, and then do another hour after my weight sessions, and then. I was eating, I had like every three hours on the hour, even at work, I'd be like, sorry, I got to eat because it's, you know, programming your body. Like it's so strict. And like, I did really well, you know, I won so many competitions, you know, I, I've, you know, regional state, um, national, you know, I did international competitions. So, I mean, I was good and I was good because of the, how I dedicated I was and how obsessed I was and how I did everything to the book. You know, you can do it half ass, just like you could half ass boxing, but you're not going to be fucking good at it, are you? So, I mean, that was just how it was for me. Um, I wouldn't go on, like, you know, do you want to go on holidays? I get anxiety going on holidays. I'm like, oh, fuck, how am I going to weigh my food and cook my food? Like, it was just, it was just too much, you know? And it got to a point where I was, I, I didn't even really enjoy the training. Um, like, I've, I loved legs because I used to be able to lift heaps and it was like, like, show off days. But um, otherwise, I didn't really enjoy weights. I never really enjoyed it. Um, I just did it because I was good at it and I kept winning. And I enjoyed winning. And I enjoyed being on stage and everything like that. But the lead up is like four months of crying every second day and like just not having a life. So, yeah, 
Sounds like fun, right? So you wonder why I changed is because I I succeeded in everything that I wanted to and it got to a point where it wasn't fulfilling enough for me anymore and I'm like, I need to do something else. Mm -hmm. But look, it makes, like I've said it in numerous interviews or or always said, it makes boxing really easy because I actually fucking enjoy boxing. I love everything about boxing. The diet for boxing is like, is is brilliant. Like, I mean, I get to eat carbs and sugars and it's great. Like, you know what I mean? Because of the training I'm doing. So um, yeah, I mean, for me, dieting or anything like that, it's never an issue because of what I put myself through for like eight years, nine years. Like when I have fighters come to me and say they can't diet, I'm like, man, please. It's like two weeks. You've got to strict up your diet for like some people, you know, or, you know, you've got to do a little bit for like, what, six weeks. And then, and even it's not even that bad. <laughs> so I'm just like, mm. yeah. How is like the, the weight cutting process compared to boxing? when you compare it to what you did for your bodybuilding competitions? Because I would imagine it, it would be different, right? Yeah, it's different. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, well, for boxing, you need energy because you need to perform. Bodybuilding, you don't really need to perform. You just need to look fucking good. You know, so it's mm-hmm. all about your aesthetics. So you can't, you know, you got can't eat certain foods. Um, I wouldn't even like for four months, like even try someone's plate. Like I wouldn't even go give me a chip or can I try some of your licks and sauce? Nothing. Literally strict as fuck, boring food with like no flavor on it because it's all about how you look and to get your skin really thin to look like that so it's like looks like it's like fucking tissue paper and very thin you know because i did figure um but, but you got like different levels obviously you got bikini and fitness which they don't get as shredded but yeah to get where i what i was doing like yeah you have to be like super strict and like if you cheat it shows up on your body you know what i mean it's not like you can just go and work it out and sweat off the kilos because it doesn't matter about how much you weigh what matters is how you look and when you eat certain foods and high salt or anything like you know whatever you can see it straight away or you get bloated and and that's not good because you know like it's an aesthetic sport so i mean and you don't eat as much carbs you just eat enough carbs just to keep your muscle full um just so you obviously don't burn muscle because it's very important that you keep your muscle and you keep your muscle fullness and you do slow cardio because you just want to chip away at the fat and fat burning happens at 60% heart rate. So it's slow cardio. When you start going higher heart rate, you start using carbs and sugars to, to fuel, but you don't have that in a bodybuilding diet. So then you start using muscle, you know what I mean? Mm. Whereas in boxing, it's like you're working at like, you know, 80% plus all the time. You're such high intensity. you got to fuel your body with sugars. you got to fuel your body with like carbs, you know, and you have to do all that kind of stuff because that's the kind of energy systems you're working. So yeah, I mean, what would you choose? Would you rather like sugars and carbs over like fats and protein with no flavor and boiled chicken and broccoli, no sauce? <laughs> you know what I mean? I choose pizza mm. every day, yeah, all day. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, and twice on Sunday. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. I mean, um, but yeah, I um, yeah. Look, it's just it's different, and I mean, I'm still strict with my boxing diet, but it's just much more. There's a lot of more variety and um, it's, it's definitely easier. And, you know, you don't have to diet, well, depending, but you don't have to diet as long. It depends how much weight you have to lose, you know, but, you know. What's a, a harder industry to break into? Was it bodybuilding or is it boxing? Like, I, I'm curious to see, like, how the, the, the cultures are towards women in both those sports. Well, when I did bodybuilding, it wasn't very popular for women either because um, it was so long ago. We were talking years ago when I first started bodybuilding, talking like 15 years ago. You know, so it wasn't like it. It wasn't that easy. Now it's, it's like every man and their dog's been doing doing it now. Um, especially fitness and and bikini because fitness and bikini is a lot more feminine. So um, women are more attracted to it now. Where before, when I was doing it, it was like, oh, it's a man's. It's for men. You look like men. Body fe- female 
bodybuilders look like men and they're masculine and they take steroids and all this kind of stuff. You know what I mean? So I had a really bad stigma about it. Um, but now it's obviously a lot, a lot easier. And, um, yeah. And back then, I mean, like getting sponsorships was, was hard. And if you got a sponsorship, it was a real sponsorship. Like when I was sponsored, like I was getting paid and I was getting like proper supplements and stuff like that. Now it's like, yeah, you're sponsored, but Hey, you get a 10, 10, 10% discount. And you've got to put your ass all over the Instagram. Do you know what I mean? And like every man and the dog is, is sponsored. So, I mean, it's a little bit different in that sense, but I mean, then you look at the levels, like, you know, Mr. Olympia and Miss Olympia and stuff. And that would be just as hard because with bodybuilding, I mean, kind of like boxing, but with bodybuilding, it's either got it or you don't, no matter how hard you try, if you don't have the genetics and you don't have the bone structure, you don't have that symmetrical bone structure, you don't have the genetics, you never, you, you might, no matter how hard you try, you might never get to a t- top elite level just because your body shape is just, it just can't be done. Like there's a shape that you need to be and and to get it at an elite level, um, you might not have that. And that's unfortunate. With boxing, possibly. If you're able to, you can train and train and train and train and drill and, and become skillful and be, get, be able to get to the top. Or you might not be able to. You might get to the top with no skill. Do you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, I'd say boxing is probably easier in that sense. It's, mm. it's, it's, they're so different. It's so hard to fucking. But bodybuilding, you make no money. The sacrifices that you do and the, and what you put into it, I just feel like there's, the, yeah, there's, there's definitely no money in it. Well, no, certainly both um, both sports are are tough. They're they're they're, yeah. they're a hard like, way to make a living. Um, yeah, and, definitely. Yeah, yeah for I sure. mean, especially if you're a woman too. Yeah, yeah. Look, you, you know, like boxers and fighters, we put our life on the line. You know, you don't do that in bodybuilding. You know, it's not your life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong, bodybuilders die, but it's um, you know, it's not like a boxing where you're going in to get hurt or hurt the other person. So, so yeah. you did that uh, obviously in your early twenties, right? Yeah, pretty much my whole twenties up until 20s. I think twenty seven or twenty eight. Yeah, and then from like, there, from like, from there, do do you just decide like I'm over this? I just want to live a normal life. Yeah, uh, kind of, kind of. Um, I met, yeah, like I met my boyfriend, and um, he was like normal, <laughs> <laughs> and, and like I remember going to his house and being like. He's eating cereal for breakfast. I'm like, fucking cereal? Where's your protein? Like, what do you mean? Just carbs and milk? Like, where's your protein and your fats? Like, wow. And I'd be, like, packing my food and, like, still, like, containers and stuff everywhere. Like, you know, little esky everywhere I went. Like, because that's just how I lived. Like, you know. Um, And then I just started to see normal, like, I mean, I didn't, I was, you know, sober or didn't drink. Is that that working? Yeah. So, um, for, like, yeah, nearly 10 years, you know, um, nothing, didn't socialize, nothing, just eat, sleep, train, repeat. That's it. You know what I mean? And, um, yeah, so I suppose seeing, wow, like, you know, these are people are normal. Like they go out and have fun and, you know, they're not crying every day. <laughs> so I was like, this is nice. But, yeah, and then um, I just can't, I can't really um, just do nothing. I'm too competitive and I need to have a goals in life. So um, I thought, fuck, what do I like doing? Like what do I love? Like I love, and I love, I was a big fan of boxing. I've always been a fan of boxing. Like it's the only real sport that I liked. I love NFL as well, but um, it's you know grew up on. I grew up in martial arts. Like I said, I you know did martial arts from a young age, so I always was in a good you know I was always in fights and stuff. So it was like, man, why don't I just do boxing now that women can fight in Australia? Like, because there was a we won't go through the legalities, but there was a moment when women weren't allowed to fight here, and it was just all possible. So it was like, okay, you know, let's do it. You know, I used to be I was a ring card girl for ten years. I was at the fights all the time. It just was a natural progression. I think. It's like, what else can I do? What else do I want to do? I was a bashing people. 
did did you discuss this with your boyfriend at the time or, or with your parents? Like, hey, um, I'm thinking about boxing. No. No? I do what I want. <laughs> You're like, nah, nah, I do what I <laughs> no, want. I do what I, do what I, I want. want. Shut up. I do what, what I want. Just, what am I going to discuss with them? Hey, do you think it's okay if I do this? Like, no, well, fuck just you, to get feedback or anything, right? No, because no. I don't care about people's feedback. I care about what I want to do. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. That's that's I, I like that attitude. I, I I like that approach. If you uh, care about people's feedbacks and what they think, you're never fucking gonna go nowhere. Mm. Like you're just gonna sit worrying about what everyone else's opinions are and living their opinions, not yours. You know. Mm. I mean, you can get, of course, you can get opinions and feedback, but it shouldn't matter too much, really. You so do you. you you make this decision that you, you want to try boxing out. You go to the yeah. gym. How's that first day at the gym like for you? And, and coming from the bodybuilding world and going into this, it was like obviously I was really strong, um, but you know um, I had a lot. Like I because I'd done fighting, you know, like you know I did martial arts. It's not the same, but I did kickboxing and I did Muay Thai, you know, and um, I did you know karate. Like I said, I've got my black belt in karate, so I did tournaments. I fought, you know, fought in the street, got in fights, like. It wasn't something like all of a sudden this pretty blonde girl just goes from bodybuilding to fighting. It wasn't like that. It was like I already knew how to fight, like fight. I already had that fight in me. Um, now it was just like, okay, um, the reality of actually how fit you have to fucking be. Like I was so like taken back, like how much it actually, like because I wanted to fight, not just obviously train, you know, obviously the training is still hard, but you don't realize how hard it is in, like an actual fight prep. Like that's a different level of just going to the gym and doing boxer's eyes or like doing a class with like, you know, group of beginners, you know what I mean? So um, that was the biggest shock to me, especially because I hadn't used my lungs and I was a smoker. I smoked for like 15 years as oh, well. Oh, no way. So, yeah, that, yeah, that so is I, definitely not good. And you didn't run? <laughs> no, and I didn't run. Well, when yeah. bodybuilding, you didn't need to run. I just had cigarettes <laughs> if I wanted to eat. So <laughs> <laughs> but it doesn't oh matter goodness. because it's all about it was all about how you looked on the outside yeah, not yeah, the inside true. right and then it doesn't matter how you feel as long as you can smile on stage and flex you'll be right but yeah i um yeah so i um so yeah that was all a big shock and i actually used to have nightmares of smoking and going to um my gym and training for my trainer and like not dying but like i thought fuck this is so hard and i'm not like, like i'd quit at the time uh, it was so hard and i'm like man imagine if i smoked like and some people do, and especially in the olden days, like olden days or whatever, you know, like people smoked and they fought and they, I, I don't know, maybe because they're just used to it. But yeah, so it was a good way to keep off the smokes 100%. But um, yeah, it was just, a, um, that was a bigger shock, you know, and just, like I said, a lot of injuries, body's like, what the fuck are you doing to me? I've lost a lot of muscle. Like um, I used to compete like, you know, 8% body fat at pretty much what I fight at, you know. I used to compete at like 52 kilos. At like eight percent body fat, um, and if you know what that looked like on a on a female, you can look up some of my photos. But that was shredded. Like I definitely don't look like that now at fifty three. So I think I've lost a good five, you know, more than five kilos of muscle, six kilos of muscle. So um, like my legs used to be huge. Everything used to be really big. So, um, but I feel so much better for it. You know, um, I, there was points when I was transitioning where I was actually training weights every day as well as boxing. So I go in and train weights and I box and, and my trainer was like, you can't do both. Like, are you a bodybuilder or a boxer? Which one do you want to be? You know, because you can't. It's slowing you down one and it's just you come into training, your legs aren't working and nothing's working because you're so sore from doms because you're lifting, squatting 130 kilos. Like, you know what I mean? Like, what are you doing? So um, I'm like, yeah, okay. So then I just decided, yeah, you're right. You know, I'm not doing that shit anymore. And I just had to let go of the aesthetics because obviously bodybuilding is such an aesthetic sport to get your head around out of that when you've been in it for so long. 
to realize that, hey, it's okay if when you touch your bicep or your leg, it's not like a fucking rock because it doesn't matter because, you know, I'd be like, oh, you know, you don't train for a couple of days and you start feeling soft and floppy and it would play with my head so I'd go and do, you know, a, a weight session. So it took a while to make that transition mentally and physically, but once I did it, it was all in and that was it and then there was no turning back and, yeah, obviously had my debut fight, broke the girl's nose in the second round, stopped the fight and I was like, fuck yeah, give me another one ASAP. <laughs> from from the point that you went to the boxing gym to learn how to box to your pro yeah. fight, how how long was that, like total time? Um, well, I mean, seriously, um, I had about a year there where it was like very intermittent, like I said, from injuries. So I wouldn't even really count that. And that was me finding a gym as well. So that wasn't even really a real, I would say about a year. Oh, wow. Just a year. Yep. So really, yeah. just a year, and you went to, to pro. I, you had amateur fights. No, not right? pro. No, not no, no. Pro, yeah. oh, you had amateur fights. Yeah, I had about, 30 oh, cool. amateur fights. Okay, so you, so a, a year, then you you go amateur, and then you yeah, have I had a year. Fights. I went at, yeah as amateur. Um, like my first ten amateur fights, I stopped like seven of them early. Um, I won golden gloves two two years. Um, I was only amateur for two years, mm -hmm. and both years I won Australian golden gloves. Um, I was state champion. I got on the, the team straight away. I, like, I only lost four fights as an amateur um, and I just pumped them all out. So, yeah, and I, like, I was never really interested in amateur boxing. I just wanted to hurt people. I want to get that, like, smash the shit out of people. I just like, hurt people. I just want to smash No, like, I'm, seriously, like, yeah. I did. I wanted to knock people out because I love mm -hmm. boxing. I never liked amateur boxing. I never wanted to watch amateur boxing. I was a boxing fan. I, I grew up with Costa Zoo and Chavez and, and Tyson and all that kind of stuff. And that's what I wanted to do. Like, and that wasn't amateur boxing. So um, my goal from the start was always to turn pro. It was never to sit there with this googly bobby head headgear and the big gloves. Like I, I just knew that being, you know, knowing that I need to build experience and I wasn't just going to go straight into the pros. Um, I had to get experience. I had to feel comfortable, you know, and then I got to a point where my age, obviously, I was like, fuck this. I'm not fucking around anymore. Let's just do this. Mm -hmm. So. Where Here is? I am. And then two years. <laughs> and then my first event, what? And then I, I turned pro and then I snapped my ankle in my pro fight. And um, then I was out for eight months and I had a couple more fights like in three months. And then I was out with COVID. So it's been a pretty shitty run for me, but um, I think I've done all right. I think you've done all right. I think you've done it all right. You know, <laughs> uh, oh, the feistiness, where does that come from? Because you're very, very feisty. <laughs> Fuck, I don't know. Like um, probably just. Growing up, um, yeah, I don't know, growing up um, with two brothers and just my teens, you know, like had a rough teens, um, experienced a lot, went through a lot of traumatic things that, you know, I suppose turn, can turn you salty, but at the same time keep me, I'm not, I'm not like, I'm very positive, you know what I mean? I'm very positive and, and, and very like everything happens for a reason, that kind of thing. It's just more, I just like, I'm just aggressive. I don't mm. know, maybe because I started combat sports when I was five, so I've just grown up with aggression and with fighting, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, who knows? Like, I, you know, I thought I was my little tough bitch, fucking karate, like, y'all bashes all, like, you know what I mean? <laughs> I don't mm. know. I just, um, <laughs> but I, I might be feisty, but it's just, I think, I just don't like, in general, with my parents, for example, I got brought up that um, don't let anyone tell you who you are or or always be real for yourself and be an individual and it's better to be who you are than then follow the, the crowd, you know, so I've always been like that. Like if anyone had a boyfriend that tried to like mold me as, you know, young girls do um, and I changed a bit. And ever since then I was just like, I was like abusive boyfriend and stuff. I was like, fuck this. I'm never letting no fucking one ever tell me who I am and what to do ever again. So um, 
that's kind of why I just don't give a fuck. But I support a lot of people and I try and push that to people because I think it's really important that you should do you and you should be um, able to do what you want to do. You know, it doesn't matter um, what you what you look like or, or whatever the you think the, um, the barriers are, you know. Like I was, I did every, it's almost like I didn't purposely do it, but subconsciously I did it from a young age, just did everything against what was normal, you know. Like early, like in 19, like in 2000, early, like, I mean, 2000, 2001, I was a mechanic, you know what I mean? Like we're talking no 20 way. years ago. Yeah, I did my mechanic trade when I was, you know, this is like almost, yeah, how old am I? Oh, 18 years ago, you know what I mean? So I, there was no women in, in mechanics, you know, and well, there weren't very feminine women and there still wasn't very ma- many of them, you know what I mean? So I did that and then, you know, obviously the bodybuilding and, you know, the, the bo- everything is not like you look at me and you go, oh, I wouldn't expect you to be a mechanic. I wouldn't expect you to be a bodybuilder. I wouldn't expect you to be boxing. I wouldn't expect you to be a maths teacher. Like that's, you know what I mean? So um, it's just a natural thing and I don't actually do it on purpose. It just seems that that's, I, I mean, growing up around brothers as well, you know, like I just wanted to do all the boy stuff. And I thought, why should I fucking not? <laughs> that's what I want to do. Where I think a lot of back then, you know, we're talking like, you know, you're probably around my age or whatever. Like back then, you know, like it was more looked upon for females to do male things. It just was. It's only been recently, I'd say, where it's kind of all, you know, a bit more normal. <laughs> wow. Uh, you mentioned odd jobs, mechanic, yeah. bar. Yeah. Obviously, you're, if you guys don't know, she's a math teacher now, teaches at high yeah. school. Um, yeah. <laughs> what other, did you have really strange jobs to make ends meet uh, during those times? Strange jobs. One thing that I don't really ever talk about was a job that I had all through my university, which is also all through my 20s, which is um, was working in a gaming room, so, like, with gamblers. And um, it's pretty much so, like, pokey, poker machines and stuff mm-hmm. like that and, and sports betting. And I was, like, a host and my job pretty much was to keep them in there and, you know what I mean? Keep and, them and, spending and, that money. Keep yeah, them spending and, that money. <laughs> and, um, and I'm and sure you after, kept them spending that money. <laughs> yeah. And look and look after them and stuff like that. And mm. um, I did that. And, um, and you know, I still work for these guys sometimes where I train up the girls to, to teach them how to do these kind of things. And I go around to other establishments and sit down and play next to big, big gamblers and um, bring them back to our establishments and stuff like that. And it was all above if you know what I mean like it was like just me being me Mm. because there's a certain way to go about things and if you're intelligent then you definitely don't use sex to sell because when they if they don't get it they don't come back and if they do then they probably don't come back you know what I mean so you need to be really smart when you're trying to do these kind of things I think and um just you know be me and use my intelligence and stuff and just the, the fun person I am and just look after people and I used to make thousands of dollars a week like in that kind of thing. So that was definitely something keeping in my ends meet while I was in university, um, studying, doing my degrees and my master's degree. Um, and yeah, so, and it's still good. Like it's fun. Like I used to love gambling. I sit there and play the poker machines with them and gamble and give them bets and stuff like that. So, you know, don't do it now, but <laughs> no, it's not it's with my money. You, okay. Uh, it's all good. If you, you gamble, it's just as long as you're, you know, responsible as long as it's it. not yeah yeah right yeah, yeah, you know? yeah that's it i mean i didn't gamble with my money anyways it was like, yeah, you, <laughs> they, they wanted uh, yeah, me to yeah, use your money because yeah. i was lucky i was lucky yeah <laughs> <laughs> well you know i used to rub the machines for like i don't know if it worked but it seemed to work <laughs> <laughs> you you brought up uh, a thing that I, i've talked to a, a few female fighters about and, and i find it like interesting because the, the women that box the, the ones that i've talked to 
are very strong-minded, very strong personalities, know yeah. what they want. How is it dating someone like you? Like, uh, how is it like dating a boxer? Like, how how is that uh, on there? And, and and how is it on your end as well? Like, are you able to date people? Are you able to be normal like other people in that aspect of life? No, I don't think so. Um, I think with anyone, male or female, if you're very ambitious and you have goals that mean everything to you, your partner has to understand that. Doesn't matter if you're a female or a male, because you're gonna put their shit your your shit first most of the time. You know, obviously, unless it's they need you, yeah, that's different. You know, but a lot of the times, you know, your goals come first. Um, anyways, for me, <laughs> I've been with my boyfriend for nine years, and so he's he's accustomed to it. But he's very driven himself. He understands what it's like to have goals and what it's like to, um, you know, have to make sacrifices for the bigger picture. Um, so. Yeah, I think like that's really important. And um, yeah, if you can't cop it, then you know, move along. Like I've had plenty of boyfriends that don't last. They think that it's all good at first, being oh look, I mean, everyone loves you. You're like you're so pretty, wow. You know, you're so driven. And then the next minute, it's like everyone's looking at you. Everyone wants to be talk to you. Who's that person? You don't, you know, you don't want to spend time with me. You don't do this. And da, 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 da. It's like well, you don't like it. Fuck off. <laughs> like you know, you, you obviously don't want to date me. Like you want to date someone else that's not me, and 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 you, you got to love me for who I am, and and see for what I do, and, and and appreciate and respect the ambition and the drive, and know that when it comes time that you know when you really need me, this is partners work together. You know, we we do equal things here. You know, I cook, you know, we, I clean. You know, we, it's it's everything's pretty balanced. It's just not around a lot, and um, because I'm training all the time or I'm working and training and whatever. But yeah, I mean. We have plenty of time when we're older, when we're not doing all this shit. You know what I mean? When we're bored as fuck to like spend time with each other, <laughs> getting old and bored. Then we can tell each other stories. <laughs> That's the fun part right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So you didn't know, like when I was out that time, like, you know, 20 years ago, like this is actually what happened. I was saving this story for when we're old and bored and bored of each other. So yeah, story time. Yeah. Because <laughs> do they ever get like a, or, or, in, intimidated by by your presence or, or oh, um by... well, obviously my boyfriend doesn't but yeah, yeah of course definitely men do 100 percent. yeah 100 percent. but that's the insecure men well, i don't want to be fucking someone that's insecure and it is be that make someone secure be fucking secure in yourself you know what i mean you don't need a person to make you feel secure like that's i'm not that person that, for that you know what i mean you got to build on yourself and yeah and if they are insecure or jealous or intimidated then that that's their problem. <laughs> Go work on yourself. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 interesting that, because you know, you know that's uh, men one part. Well, one you know you, you're you've been in so many things that require a lot of you. Yeah, at a hundred and ten percent, where it yeah. doesn't leave a lot of time for other things. You know, no. uh, and, and boxing's one too, where you got to put a hundred and twenty percent of yourself in there and especially if you're coming up too, you know, you, you got to do a lot of more sacrifices than someone who's oh, a little bit more established. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Exactly. You know what I mean? He sees it. He, he sees everything that I'm doing. You know, he, the only thing he doesn't see is me in the gym and actually all that kind of stuff. But see, he's, he's the only one that sees all the, he's the only one that sees all the behind stuff. He's not really like into boxing and stuff like that, but he, he sees all what goes on, all the, the break, the heartbreaks and the letdowns and all that kind of stuff, which also does make it hard for him to understand, like, why are you fucking doing it? Like, why? Like, is it worth it? And I'm like, you don't understand. Like, it is fucking worth it. Like, it will be worth it. You know, it's just he doesn't see what I see, but he supports it. Yeah. Um, 
and it's I think it would be hard as a loved one to see that heartbreak and that that other side and want to support it if that makes sense um like even when I was bodybuilding my mum used to always say to me why are you doing this if all you're doing is crying you can't even enjoy yourself you can't go enjoy friends you can't even enjoy your body because you you gotta be doing this and that you look so good but you you're so you know you're hating life like what's the point like you don't get it the point is because yeah there's nothing feeling like achieving a goal like there's no feeling for me like that like success and I don't fucking quit and give up when things get hard have your parents been to any of your fights yeah yeah, yeah. How, how yeah. are they what, what do they think about it now that you have four of them in <laughs> my, my parents are so proud of me like I mean my, my, especially like my dad's always always really proud of my mom they're, they're just so proud of me because they know where I came from they know what I've been through they know more than anyone what I've been through and and I mean actually they probably don't know they definitely don't know everything but they've seen you know enough to know that the way that where I am now is is just something so amazing that I'm actually here living and breathing. Do you know what I mean? So I think um, they're obviously very, very proud. My mum gets obviously, you get scared, I suppose, especially if like I get, like when I snapped my ankle in my first fight, I went down and snapped my ankle. Like my mum was like, I couldn't believe it. Like I nearly fucking had a heart attack. I thought, oh my God, like, you know, obviously because she's scared. Then she goes, then you got back up and you kept fighting. And I'm like, yeah, because I don't fucking lose. <laughs> no quit all I thought was that bitch is gonna fucking die now <laughs> you know what I mean like not really obviously um but yeah like yeah like you know you know figure of speech I didn't actually really want to kill her I just, wanted to, I just wanted to I just wanted to bash the shit out of her for, for um yeah for that so yeah and it worked um but yeah I think um they're all really good really supportive and um they just want me to be happy I surround myself with people who support me and just want to see me happy and they know that doing these kind of things is what makes me happy in the end um, I need to satisfy my goals and achieve them to be happy. I think the thing that fucking sucks is that you're never really satisfied when you're a goal setter and when you're a high achiever. You know, speaking of goals, you know, I- I'm curious, wh- where do you want to take this boxing thing? Like, where do you see it going and what is like the, the plan for, for you and how you see things shaking out? Look, um, obviously I want to get win a world title. Like I do. I want to be a world champion. Um, I don't have that long really you know unfortunately because father time is a real thing <laughs> you know and I um obviously I do want other things like family and stuff like that so um for me my my goals really are to um you know I've got like little goals like I want to fight in the UK I want to fight in front of fans over there I want to get a world world title um I'd love to fight you know there's a few things I want to fight like I would love to fight a Mexican I'd love to fight in Mexico I'd love to you know have those kind of fights um I'd love to fight around the whole world um because I want to be global and, and I want to take my skills and who I am around to other countries you know what I mean um and hopefully inspire obviously the younger generation and and um yeah just reach out my positive vibes and that that mindset that I have to show that you can do anything you want to do if you if you just put your head to it you know so um you know, people would have said to me when I was 29, I had my first fight two weeks before my 29th, oh, my 30th birthday. Two weeks before my 30th birthday, I had my first ever fight. People would have probably said, oh, that's too late or, you know, like, oh, you're too They old would have said, or, you're, are you crazy? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, but look know. at me where I, yeah, look where I am now four years later and I've got mm-hmm. a pretty big name, like, you know, like, um, I mean, obviously it's bigger, but like to where I am and how fast I've I've escalated and 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 of my brand, um, especially overseas and um, like the UK and stuff, I think, um you got to take your hat off and appreciate that whether whatever reason, you know, you don't get there by chance and you don't get there by tits. You get there because you work fucking hard for it and um, you're intelligent. Yeah. 
No, that Just does help that too. <laughs> it I helps to be able to, yeah, to market yourself. And, and you've done yeah. a, a but, tremendous yeah. job marketing yourself yeah. and, and putting yourself out there. I, I know yeah. you have gotten slack from people uh, about that. I'm curious, when you hear that, what goes on through your mind and just your reaction towards that? Not much. I just said um, they're just shallow people, they're judgmental people, and, and I feel sorry for them because by judging me by my appearance and what they think when they don't actually know me, they're, they're closing their mind to the possibility of seeing who I really am and how inspiring and how, how hard I work and how intelligent I am the bigger picture and the reason I'm doing it. But people are very short, closed-minded, unfortunately, but it's more for them. Like it's just a sad thing for that. I hate to be walking around to be so closed-minded um, and and unable to um, see beyond looks and see beyond the surface because it's it's a real shame, you know. I don't judge anyone. I talk to everyone and that's why I'm popular because I'll talk to everyone. I'll reply to everyone as, as much as I can and I don't give a fuck who you are. If you have two followers, 10,000 followers, 500, if you're, you know, Eddie Hearn or just some, you know, bo little boxing fan or, or whatever, you know what I mean? I, I talk to and treat everyone exactly the same. And um, I never judge anyone by their looks and I let everyone be them. Um, and if that's what they want to do, then you do that girl, guy or whatever, you know what I mean? And if it works for you, good. You know, people don't realise it's an entertainment business. It's a business that you need to put yourself out there. Otherwise, I'd still just be a foreigner girl stuck in Australia that no one knew about. You know what I mean? Just like all the other Australian boxes. Do you know many female Australian boxes? None. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And you've probably been in boxing for a long time. I've only been a pro for two years and you can't even name one from the last 20 years. Mm. So, I mean, you know, like if, if I wanted to be like that and just be a no name that no one's ever heard of and not have any effect on the world or have any effect people outside of Australia or outside my little fucking town, then, yeah, I wouldn't put myself out there. But I don't care, you know what I mean? People can judge me as much as they want, but I know who I am. I know my skills and how hard I work. And I know exactly what the fuck I'm doing because if I didn't, I wouldn't be where I am. Mm. So it's just people are jealous because not everyone's blessed with looks. Not everyone has a lot of money to spend on tits. You know what I mean? Not everyone has that. Not everyone can. You're, you're go so and get, open about it. It's, it's yeah, hilarious. <laughs> no, not everyone. Not everyone can go and you know get get three degrees and a master's degree. Not you're everyone can smart do that. Cookie as well. You know what I mean? No mm. one. Not everyone can do that. Not everyone can be personable and be able to speak to people and socialize and network and, and be intelligent enough to put themselves out there or confident enough to put themselves out there. And it's unfortunate because it's those people that sit back and can't do it that sit there and, and judge because they can't do it. And inside of them, they might, might not realize the reason they're judging is because they can't do it because they wouldn't have the balls to do it or, you know, whatever it may be. But I just like my advice I give to people is, you know, this is my way. This is how I market myself. This is how I get my name. This is who I am. I'm just being me. I don't even see, I'm transparent as fuck. You don't have to try and be me. Don't try and be me because you're not going to be able to be me. But do you and whatever it is that you can bring to the table or what you can offer because by doing that and pushing that and finding out what it is that you're going to bring fans in, whatever it may be, then you got to do that, you know, and, and find your thing. Luckily for me, I've got more than just one thing that brings fans in. I'm also very fucking funny. <laughs> people love to laugh <laughs> yeah they do <laughs> so you mentioned you're almost there with your shoulder um yeah. obviously we don't know what's going on 
with fights because of COVID. I, I know that the UK is a big uh, place for you uh, in, in terms of your fan base, in terms of fights yeah. for you. Uh, I saw that they're going to open up again the fights in, in the coming weeks over there. When are you targeting uh, so fans can know uh, a fight again? Man, I was aiming. I was actually aiming for a fight in February. Um, there was some talks of me fighting over there, but um, unfortunately, it fell through. Um, COVID's pretty rampant over there, um, and there's a lot of things like, I mean, I was willing to go over there and um, and stay there, um, but yeah, look, it didn't happen. Um, kind of okay because my shoulder kind of stuffed up a little bit the other week. So everything happens for a reason. But I'm looking forward to like a tune up fight probably in March. Um, you know, I've been out for over over 12 months. I'm coming back from a pretty bad injury. So I think being a smart smart person with my career and longevity, I think I just, you know, should get get in there like a little tune-up fight um, first. And then I've talked to Eddie Hearn and he, you know, promises me that world title fight. I bring that world title fight to him. <laughs> we did our team, you know. So um, I think he's a man of his word and I think he'll get that and hopefully get a fight over there, you know, later on in the year. Get a, get my little get a tune up out, shake the rust off, make sure the shoulders all good. Don't it's not so I'm having to like kill myself for a world title fight in my training at the moment. It's just my body's not ready for that. Um, you know the 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 level of training you need to do for a ten round fight at a very high le- level com- competition. It's it's not exactly the same. So you know I've got to be smart in that sense. So yeah, hopefully soon I'm working on a deal. I'm working on it here. Um, there's two promoters here that I'm working with. Hopefully can get a fight announcement and lock in a fight for March. Um, in the next couple of weeks. So, yeah. Well, I hope it, it uh, goes your your way and it, it happens soon. And, and more importantly, I hope the, the shoulder uh, fully recovers at, at 110%. Yeah. So, so you're able to go into that. I'm going to do one last thing with you, uh, Ebony. Yeah. Um, this is a, a little segment that we created here. It's called This <laughs> or That. Um, so let me know if you prefer one thing or the other. Okay. Uh, this might be interesting because this is coming from an American perspective. Some of these, okay. things. I don't know if you even have some of these things uh, or not, okay. but, uh, but I might know them. I've been to America quite a few times. I've yeah. been to America. Okay. Lot, perfect. So. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, okay. Let's go this or that with, uh, Ebony bridges, Ebony favorite color. Pink. Favorite song. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I, I don't even have a favorite song. You gotta have song. a favorite song. A song that pumps you up. Your favorite go to song. Um, maybe. Can, okay, Akadaka, TNT. There you go. There you go. Your favorite movie? White Cheeks. What is it? White Cheeks. White Cheeks. Okay. White what? Cheeks. Cheeks. Not White Cheeks. Oh, <laughs> that sounds white. like porno. <laughs> You said white chicks. White cheeks. Oh, yeah. I, I totally thought you said white cheeks, but I thought it was like some like art deco <laughs> type of movie or something like that. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm glad you didn't like have a... your mind in the gutter like me. <laughs> well, no, don't get me wrong. I kind of thought of that at first, but I'm like, uh, I don't think she's she's referencing that in, in, in that manner. <laughs> you don't know me well enough then. <laughs> <laughs> white chicks. Uh, yeah. What's the last time you cried from watching a movie? I don't. I never cried watching a movie. I don't get emotional in movies at all. You've never cried scared. in a movie, really? No, I don't. I don't get scared in movies. I don't really even laugh out loud in movies, even if they're really funny. I don't generally laugh out loud, and I definitely don't cry. Yeah, no. Your stone face. <sighs> yeah, I'm ice fucking cold. <laughs> cold as ice. You want yeah. your favorite topping on a pizza? Mm-hmm. 
pepperoni. Now, are you pepperoni or are you pineapple? Pineapple. Pineapple and for pepperoni. sure, right? I don't know. I do both of them, but yeah. yeah. People flip out over this. This is yeah. a very contentious subject worldwide. Yeah. And I don't know. People need to calm the fuck down. <laughs> <laughs> I, you can enjoy both. Right. Pineapple Come and ham. Yeah. <laughs> What's your favorite ice cream flavor? Um, mint and cookies and cream. Mint and chip, right? Mint. Yeah, mint, yeah, we got like oh, well, we, we call that here. here. It's like we got like mint and cookies, which mm. is like cookies and cream, but mint flavor. Oh, that's bomb! It's very mm. good. It's Favorite amazing. cartoon growing up? Uh, I think Captain Planet. Captain Planet. Yeah, really? did you, just have you that? like Captain Planet? Yes, we I did. Captain like that's the first Planet. thing that comes to me. I mean, otherwise, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Okay, okay. I just good, remember Captain. Good Planet. choices. Do you remember the Captain yeah. Planet song? Yeah. Um, Earth, fire, wing, water, go, planet, Captain Planet, he's a hero, fighting pollution down to zero, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> go! You, you were a planet, you're definitely a planeteer growing up. <laughs> <laughs> Who was your, your are you going to say Captain Planet? Who was your favorite superhero growing up? Nah, I'm, um, Spider-Man was my superhero. For sure, Spider-Man, love Spider-Man. Favorite yeah. type of pet? Cat, oh my cat person. Head. Yeah. Do you have a cat? Yeah, Bruce. His name's yeah. Bruce Wayne. I'm gonna show. Bruce gonna make a, a cameo <laughs> right now. Yeah, he is. Wait. <laughs> Bruce. Oh, there's Bruce. Bruce the cat. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, I've just done something now. Okay. Anyways, what's your favorite animal? Cat. Um. Yeah, cats. I suppose, cat. or like any animal. Any animal. It'd probably still be some kind of cat, like a lion or a tiger or something. There you go. Pepsi or Coke? Pepsi, uh, Pepsi, Pepsi Max. Pepsi. You, you, you don't have Pepsi Max over there, though. You have like Pepsi no, Max. We do have Pepsi Max. Pepsi Max. Pepsi yeah. Maps is like uh, Coke Zero, I think, right? Kind of, but yeah. Do yep. you like Pepsi? No, Pepsi. I love Pepsi. Pepsi tastes weird compared to Coke. Yeah, but I, maybe. I like it better than Coke. I like Coke, but I'd pick Pepsi every day. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Not a lot of people will pick Pepsi. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm not everyone. True. <laughs> this is true. All right. Bud Light or Coors Light? Bud Light. Bud Light. Never heard okay. of the other one. <laughs> you never heard of Coors? <laughs> no. <laughs> it's like, nah, Coors Light's like water, but you know, it's, oh, it's, yeah. it's a college favorite. That's for sure. Oh. Uh, White Claw or Truly? Not don't know them. You don't know any of them. What is it? Ah, okay. We got our first one. Our first uh, difference. Here. I don't know. They're they're hard seltzers. <laughs> oh, seltzers. Yeah, hard seltzers though. They're they like alcoholic. Seltzers. What's that mean? Oh, okay. Oh, I've yeah, never yeah. heard of them. Yeah, yeah, I remember like because I like soda water, and I, when I was in America, I'm like, I just want some soda water, and they're like, soda mm. water. I'm like, yeah, like like the sparkly water. Oh, salsa. Like, yeah, salsa, <laughs> salsa, salsa, salsa. salsa. <laughs> Cookie or brownie? Brownie. Brownie. For sure, brownie. And finally, Jack Daniels or vodka? Whiskey yeah, I don't vodka. like alcohol. Yeah, I don't like alcohol, but if it was anything, it would be vodka. Vodka. Because brown, brown spirits. Didn't have a good experience with that when I was growing up at mm. all. So I have, would never touch it. Tequila or tequila? 
No tequila. It's always Ooh. tequila. Always. It's always tequila. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This was this or that with Ebony Bridges. Ebony, thank hey, you. It was, uh, good catching up with you. Thank you so much. Yeah, awesome. Really okay. appreciate it. Tell Bruce and send Bruce fun. my regards <laughs> as well. Oh. <laughs> Ebony Bridges, uh, 4-0, a rising uh, prospect in the world of boxing, uh, hopefully making a, a return to the ring uh, sometime coming up this year. Ebony, happy new year. Thank and you. you I too. hope you recover well from the shoulder. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for the fun. <laughs> <laughs>